Hey everybody! Hi friends! Oh, squeezer, coming on! Ow! Yeah, you might pull your gain down a bit here. I was just, I was just talking to you. Yeah, it's weird in show level. You're a little higher in show level. Ah, that's right. You come out like you talk to me in a normal voice when we're like doing uh -huh. the pre-show. And I go, I go, and then guns a blazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah then you, you come in hot. And, I come in hot. Yeah, you come out, you, know, you come in hot, and uh, uh, I gotta bring your bring your levels down a bit here, adjust because you're, you're again you're blowing out eardrums at, at home, and, and I mean it's a sweet blowing out eardrums, but oh sure, if you have to have your eardrums blown out, why not by me? Right, right, my squeezer. Because I mean, then you don't have to hear me for the rest of the show. <sighs> they want to hear you. They don't want to hear me. Well, you said it. <laughs> but anyway, you're going to have to hear a whole lot more of us because uh, it's happening. We're, we're going to be in quarantine next week. And there's a there's going to be a lot of Rad Years content. There's a small, slim, very slim, minute possibility. Squeezer might even write a blog. Uh, we could see. We'll see. I'll see what I can do. Uh, I'll, I have I've, I've bought I've collected wares and and stuff. I have stuff to do blogs on. I have stuff to do videos on. I I have a staff essentially. Uh yeah yeah. yeah. So well, we we yeah we, we have mean, to, it's a little we have to come in and do one show a day because um, mm -hmm. we're media so we're doing a show a day. But then in the the meantime we can have, do rad year stuff. Uh, but we. we we haven't picked the time yet. Probably like ten. No, no. We are coming in to do a show. Oh, sorry, Mr. Squeezer you has banished to me. me home. Yeah, it's just, it's just. No, I get it. I get it. Essential staff only. You know, <laughs> what's my title? What's my title? Uh, whatever you want it to be. Okay. You tell me. All right. Well, I'll, I'll, my new cards are going to say non-essential. <laughs> You're really driving the guilt train. Yeah. I'm not essential. I'm just there to make decisions. Well, you have a family. Yeah. And I need to um be there for them. <laughs> is the phrase you're looking for. <laughs> I love them. I do. Yeah. So anyway, uh, Squeezer will be home, but he he's still working from home and uh, mm -hmm. under my oh my setup's gonna be sweet leadership. We're gonna do uh, I, we're gonna try to do live. We have not tested anything yet, so we don't know. But we're gonna Monday through Friday. You're gonna get a rad year. the the amount of rad year shows are going to ramp up exponentially in the next at least few weeks. We might break even after all the years of rad years math. Yeah, I think just one week will break even. We're not too far behind. Like we're pretty yeah. good with like a weekly show, but it's going to be like pretty much just talking about the day's happenings and 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 maybe call-ins if I can get it working. And then yeah, we're be cool. then we're gonna do uh, watch-alongs. Um, 
So consider us your Howard Stern. Consider us your Kevin and Bean, although I heard they fired Kevin. Oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, your Preston and Steve for all you Philadelphians. Uh, your, um, who are the guys you like? Uh, uh, Opie and Anthony. Opie and Anthony. Uh, we will be your morning. No, let's not go down that route. No, no, we're going to be, we're going to be, we're not going to be doing their shows. We're going to be doing our show, but it's going oh, okay. to be a daily Monday through Friday. Uh, so while you're in quarantine, you see it'll be like 10 o'clock. Oh, I will go to the Rad Years YouTube and check out their show today. Or it's like three o'clock in the afternoon. I finally have some time to kill. I will put it because I'll upload it. Ah, I'm sorry, I'm burping. I drink too much beer. I'll upload it. <laughs> As soon as we're done. So it'll be a live show, hopefully. And as soon as we're done, I will upload it. And there might even be a video element to it. We are working on all sorts of cool features that could happen. So we'll see. We'll see. But we will have a show, another show in a few days from now. So you'll get this show and then you will get another show. And uh, Squeeze, I haven't even told you yet, but I think I know what our first watch along should be. Oh, I was going to ask. Ghostbusters. Oh, I, uh, that's a good idea. Yeah, we don't even have to really watch I it. We, sti- we stick to the, uh, you know. Yeah, so Batman 89, you know, um, all the, there's so Teenage many. Mutant Ninja Turtles. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Like, there's so many stalwarts. Of... Yeah, stuff that we don't have to do any right. preparation for whatsoever. So we've many been doing times, since yeah. we were like five years old. Yeah, so we'll just be doing watch-alongs. And, you know, you call in and tell us what you think about it. And if we completely get off topic, we get off topic. But it will entertain you in this time of horrible quarantine. And the, I mean, yeah, we have to quarantine. We have to flatten the curve. Flatten the curve. The Radiers buys into all the stuff the smart scientists are saying. So... But not that we're buying in. If it's a scientist and they're saying stuff, usually it's better than what your grandma on Facebook or your aunt on Facebook is sharing. So we're going to go with the scientists and we're going to say, yes, you have to be quarantined. Um, the, the way it's going to be on Monday at my office, there will be no one around me. We are going to uh, be socially distancing. Mm-hmm. There is six feet from one end of the, the desk, the news desk to the other. Um. Yeah, we're gonna keep people keep it bare minimum staff and. Uh, oh, you can do whatever the hell you want starting Monday. You can. Yeah, it's going to be like six of us in the I building. Every I day. won't be there, so because you kicked me out. We kicked you out of the party. Yeah, it's not much of a party. And you'll still be. It's it's the FOMO thing. That's all it is. What do you? I don't, I don't have any need. We're not doing any production. It's a show that we're, you're doing a show that I have no input with whatsoever. Right, and that and, that it's it's no, gone on for years that you've been there uh, and you've never shown any uh, FOMO before. You guys can't wait until you get uh, five days of us, uh, five days a week. Oh, it's gonna be fantastic. Yeah, you're gonna love the it. Stories of what did uh, Squeezer thought out of his freezer today? Which is gonna be a whole segment. I'm working on the sweeper for it. <laughs> Squeezer's freezer. Oh, that's good. Thank you. I I can make that a whole segment on the show. I'll just go through my freezer, and uh, at some point I have to pull out the turkey that we got for Thanksgiving a year and a half ago. Um, we're like, it's it's the emergency turkey. We're like, what the hell? Let's make it. It's so good. Uh, it's so good. It's so good. It's just a little. Uh, probably by the time it's thawed out, this will pass. 
It's but gone. Don't have a celebratory turkey. That's true. Celebratory turkey. Are you gonna make turkey barbecue or what? No, I think we're just. <clears throat> Excuse me. We're just gonna go all out, just over the top, and basically do like a March Thanksgiving. Oh, okay. Full yeah, meal. Yeah, we'll just do all the fixings and just be silly about it. What, what are we gonna do? We're gonna be home all day, every day. All them uh, fixings. Yeah, you could spend like two days, like a, a prep days day, just prepping and then Thanksgiving. Yeah. Just treat it like Thanksgiving too. Make um, make uh the, the daughters watch like Christmas uh oh, I, sh- I really oh just completely throw them up and fuck with their heads oh yeah until she asks where all her where all her christmas presents are and where's santa yeah like uh it's, it's, you. it's april what do you what where would you think they'd be or it's may where the fuck oh and so let me santa think I, I started out now which the 19th so i got like uh what like 10 12 days or something like that and i build this all up and then it's a one big like a two week long April Fool's Day prank. <laughs> like I even I'll even get the calendar out like the markdown and so like on the twenty fourth she's putting the little mouse in the in the pocket and she can't wait for Santa and then the next day like it's there's nothing April Fools. Yeah, this would be the the right time to do Christmas anyway. I mean not not that anyone has money for it, but like they should have just post if they they should have had foresight and postponed Christmas. <laughs> I, I, that's what I should do. I should just make. I didn't think you make of that. up your own holidays. No, like cook, like cook my big Christmas meal because it takes me all day. Yeah, it's not like I had. Have... It gives you an, gives you an excuse to drink all day while I'm cooking. It's cooking, drinking, right. not morning drinking. Right, I have all, all I have all day. It's not like there's like things to do, and it's not. I think we all gave up on um, I uh, like you know being healthy, like you just said. Yeah. Uh, okay. We're all willing to put pack on the COVID nineteen. Oh, that's good. Yeah. That's not mine. 19. I stole that. <laughs> I'm gonna. I actually do have a plan. I intend to at least, uh, maybe get twenty, thirty minutes in on that the, that weird machine that's upstairs, just since, I'm not gonna be going anywhere else. So. Yeah. The first few days, I'm like, we went hiking, we went for a walk, and I'm like, I'm gonna be healthy, and then I'm like, <laughs> fuck it, I'm gonna put on fifty pounds. Yeah. It's just easier. But yeah, and that's when I'll get to. I'll I'll get my knife and I'll get my gun and I'll get my flamethrower. I'll go to the supermarket. I'll get what I need to make, um, my Christmas meal, mm-hmm. and then I'll make uh, my Christmas meal, and that and. I won't invite anyone over, and me and Enchantress will eat it all ourselves. It's perfect. It'll be like, well, she's been, it, it, like, we've been ordering Grubbub a lot and trying to, like, keep the restaurants around us alive mm-hmm. and um, DoorDash. So we've had, like, leftovers for lunch and dinner, and then every day we don't order. So if I, if I make my big Christmas meal, that's at least fucking five days of lunch and dinner. That's true. Yeah. Or or you can pack it all up and leave it at your neighbor's. It's like, here's some food. And then make them have to throw it out guiltily because <laughs> they're paranoid to touch it. So I don't have the guilt of throwing it out. Yeah, you it's don't throw them. it out, but you make them throw it out and in, in turn make them feel bad for throwing it out because of the fear of their own health. I, I like the way you think there. Squeeze it. Dang, it's a very, it's very uh, vindictive squeezer here. <laughs> it's, it's very... Um, my own children, your neighbor's. <laughs> Uh, no one that deserves it. <laughs> but they get it anyway. Yeah. 
Because I mean, COVID nineteen. That's that's what that's the life we no live one, right now. No one deserves any. The only people that are getting what they deserve is the city of Boston now. <laughs> so I'm fine with that. But because they can't. Uh... No, they lose their they lose their uh, star quarterback and their star pitcher in the same day. Oh, what pitcher did they lose? Uh, well, Chris Sale's getting Tommy John. Oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, our <laughs> our minor league ballpark did something pretty cool. Um, they did a, a a Twitch stream of because you were the one who told me about you could actually have the likenesses of the Iron Pigs. Yes. They did a, a Twitch stream, and the ballparks are in there too, Squeezer. Oh, they actually did. Um... Does it look relatively close? It's not ours. They're playing in um, uh, wherever the Chihuahuas are, the uh, the El Paso Chihuahuas. Okay. So they played game one tonight on Twitch. At oh, are they like gonna do like their their season? Yeah, and um, that's a good idea. And then uh, the well, no, it's not because they've never played the Chihuahuas, El Paso Chihuahuas. They're double A. <laughs> Oh, it's true. Well, it's a, I, I thought you meant, well, because the season's not started yet. No, and that's true also. But they're just playing baseball on Twitch. Um, so I guess it says the El Paso Chihuahuas will host game two of this three-game virtual series tomorrow night. And uh, But Iron Pigs won tonight. Austin Listy, uh, it is first virtual dinger of the season. <laughs> It's pretty, nice. It's a pretty smart idea. I might tune in and watch it. I'm that desperate for baseball. <laughs> or, you know, I have last year's that I in the cellophane still I could play it because Bryce Harper's on the cover in a Phillies uniform. But I might have to go out and get this year's to play. No, no, Ryan. Just play last year's. You won't notice. No, but fucking Gabe Kapler's in it. I got to get this year's. I got to get this year's. Yeah. I'll play it. That's just the lie I tell myself. Mm-hmm. Have you been playing Red Dead? You know what I've been playing the most? Oh, yeah. Why Enchantress Reads? What's that? I've been playing Super Mario World on my Switch Lite. Hmm. Yeah, I like the familiar. I might... Huh. I might be firing up the old NES soon because I keep getting questions uh, from the little squeezette asking me about this Princess Peach character um, that I keep telling her about at bedtime. And uh, she wants to play. And if we're going to be locked down this time, I think she's old enough, and I think it's about time. Uh, Mario 2? She might get her. Let her play as uh, her? Yeah, she'll probably... I'll start her off with 3, just because I want to be able to say that that was her first. But then um, then we'll switch to 2, and she'll never put it down, because she's obsessed. So she's like, Does she fly? I'm like, well, she kind of floats. Does she fly? Yes, she flies. <laughs> um, and no, you fly? can't be her because daddy's her. So yes, tough. He's, she's the best character in the game. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Do you want to start? You go first this week. Oh, sweet. Yeah. All right. All right. Here is Squeezer's first pick. For, oh, by the way, I, I we probably haven't mentioned it. This yeah. is our <laughs> third Saturday morning cartoon episode. And Squeezer. Oh. Wait, wait. I want to add. So where are we at time-wise? We're not too far in. We're no, about... this isn't too bad. This is actually less than about Saturday Morning in. Cartoons 2. About 20 minutes in. 20? Uh, it was cute. This was actually our second episode when we did Saturday Morning Cartoons, and we rolled our first clip at uh, 3 minutes and 20 seconds. <laughs> roughly. 
When we did Saturday Morning Cartoons 2, it was about 40 minutes before we got into it. And then there was like a 45-minute interlude of you reading down uh, um, broadcast schedules. I could for do Saturday that again. Mornings. We could go there again. Yeah, we won't. We won't. We won't. Nah, it's... We'll save that for our our, our yeah one day show. one day over these couple of weeks we'll just read out of a TV guide perhaps. <laughs> All right, here's Squeezer's first pick. against Cobra and Destro fighting to save the day. He never gives up. He's always there fighting for freedom over land and air. G.I. Joe. Every time I hear the G.I. Joe theme song, I just think of it's like Will Ferrell playing Robert Goulet singing <laughs> the song. Uh, G.I. Joe, a real American hero uh that's your your first run uh if you want to get we're getting very specific here this is this is the sunbow marvel run uh my personal preference my favorite these are the ones that ran up uh up to and through gi joe the movie uh before i was kind of torn because i have to separate them there's the sunbow version and then there's deke and they were like, they're two completely different worlds to me. And I would get so disappointed because in my TV guide, it would just say G.I. Joe. And if the Deke ones came on, I, I kind of like... Uh, I didn't read the paper, I guess, when I was seven years old. So I didn't know the difference between the Deke. Now I do. But back then, I didn't know the difference. Well, for me, it was just... I. It was the animation style. It was the Cobra Commanders. Like, I like old school Cobra Commander. You know, like, yeah, I think well, the, when the, I say old school, like, there's, you know, the cloth, and then there's also, like, the, the blue and silver helmet. When he started getting... Uh, the movie was the crescendo of the show, and after the movie, it kind of went... Yeah, yeah. And and to be fair, I feel like uh, Sunbow really jumped the shark on the, on the movie as well. I wasn't crazy about it. it it's kind of... I love at the, the same movie. It's time, fucking freaky, though. It's freaky... Yeah, it was a little went a little too far for my liking because I do like the more grounded episodes. Um, even as a kid, even though it's a very sci-fi heavy show, um, but even as a kid, like Cobra Law was even a little too much for me. Had they have had a season three of uh, a real American hero, they would have continued on that storyline. I love um, the Cobra Law storyline. I had the figure, the the the, the flight thing. I had, uh, um, uh, what's his name? Lethal and Fort. Um, God, I can't think of the word because it's too big. Nemesis Enforcer. Jesus Christ. Yes. Um. But yeah, I mean, I like I like the movie. Uh, but um. Like getting Cobra Commander turned into a snake, I was so freaked out. Oh, that pissed me off though, because Cobra Commander is like one of my favorite characters. Well, it made you, it made you as a kid empathize with Cobra Commander and be like, I want Cobra Commander to get back in charge. Yeah, I'm like fuck Globulus. Um, 
anyway, what what was really cool, like my favorite at, I'll just like if I'm an overarching kind of standpoint about the series, um, is the way it's kind of built, and it almost has I don't want to say like it's a very mini form of like the Japanese anime or like kind of like where they have like like with Dragon Ball they have like the sagas, you know. Um, whereas G.I. Joe, especially like th- this series, it was a lot of little mini series. So it's like you had nice, even though it's a toy commercial, um, by rather than just having a, it was just being a string of one off episodes, which there are uh, plenty of made up about half to half of the episodes, you had a bunch of like four and five part miniseries. Well, I, I I would go as far to say that that's what separates the best cartoons from, from the not so like X-Men, the animated series, Batman, the animated series, mm-hmm. X-Men especially did full on comic book runs as like three, four episodes. Yeah. Uh, Transformers did it also. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So it even, well, it didn't even start off with the miniseries. It started off with, a commercial. So it was actually the first G.I. Joe cartoon animation that you saw on TV was actually in 1982. And it was a commercial for the Marvel comic book. Uh, which then that transitioned into the 1983 uh, miniseries for uh, the Mass device. And then uh, then there was the 1984 miniseries of Cobra. And then season one starts in 85 and that starts off with the pyramid of darkness miniseries so it's like right off the bat you get 15 episodes in a row each one of like and they build off of each other as well so it's like this continuing storyline that uh it was just it, it it sucked you in it was engrossing like it was like where now it's like you have you and know, made like, you buy tons of toys and you buy tons of toys um and then eventually what would happen is they would uh, they would settle into a groove, and then a lot of the episodes, uh, not even – I don't even want to say one-offs, but character one-offs as well, where it's like they, they would pick a guy uh, or a couple new characters or a vehicle um, that is in development or is about to hit shelves, and they would – they had to keep pace. That was the hardest part with this was <laughs> they had to they had to write and animate – and animate across seas shows to go with what toys were coming out at that time. Um, Cause it was, it was a toy commercial and a brilliant toy commercial. Um, and not in the sense that it was like a brilliant show. In fact, that it was brilliant being a toy commercial. It was a really good show. The animation, look, there are some issues because the turnaround time uh, was so much, there are some major errors here and there. And as a kid, you can overlook that just fine. Um, what I will say, though, is what really sells it. And, like, every character, I feel like, has, well, character. And it's brought to life because I think it's some of the best voice acting. Like, it really, every, everyone kind of, they everyone, like, hits their mark. And it was um, Wally Burr was... Uh, uh, the voice director on it uh, for years, and he did—I mean, you name it—he did it. Transformers, just if it was a cartoon you watched in the '80s, for the most part, 
and that that you love that you like the ones that you just mentioned that have some like credibility to him uh he had his hands in it and he was known for uh from what i read uh very long and uh dare i say painful uh vo sessions like full like eight hour days um because he wanted to get it right gotta get it right I, Gotta I, don't know, right. I don't know anyone like that. Oh, maybe that's why I'm such a fan. <laughs> uh, and then uh, Cobra Commander, of course, it's like iconic. Uh, Chris Collins um, was the, I will say, voice artist that brought him to life. I mean, it's great. It was the first time you really, not just rooted for a villain, but like I said earlier, like I like that older version of Cobra Commander, but he was such it's funny if you look at the um number of episodes that any particular character is in he is in more gi joe episodes uh than any other character across the board like more than duke more than scarlet uh roadblock hawk all those guys like they were in it and he had the most lines he was in the most episodes it was he carried the show and what I think made it so great. And maybe it's good. You know, I'm a Jake, the snake fan and, and it's not even snake related, but you know, I, the bad guys are fun. And what GI Joe did, especially real American hero really gave time and credit and energy into the bad guys. You know, they were all very complex. Characters. You could argue that the GI Joe's, with the exception of like a few, like your your like I said, your Duke, your Scarlet, your Roblox, Snake Eye, like your your core that you kind of revolve around, like Cobra, they the really guys. flush those characters out. Yeah, yeah. That's why. Uh, that's why you see more there weren't as bar- many of them. That's why you see more Baronesses at Comic Con than anything. True. Oh, and I forgot like Shipwreck. <laughs> shipwreck, like as far as oh, like yeah, charisma shipwreck. goes, yeah, and throwing Gung Ho in there too. Um, but yeah, I I absolutely love this series. I go back and I'll watch a couple every now and then. Um, and the music cues are great. That's why um, you're not getting through your list. What's that? I said, no, that, yeah, because I just go back and go back and watch. We watch GI uh, Joe mini. It's it's great though because you can go back and just watch a mini series. You can go watch you know five episodes. It's five times twenty two is something, you know, and it doesn't eat up a whole lot of time. Yeah, uh, and you don't white read timeline because. I was watching Arise, Serpentor, Arise. There it is. Um, sweet. So uh, is that all you have on G.I. Joe? No, but I'll digress. Okay. No, there's always more time for G.I. Joe. And I eventually I will get in. I will get into the Deke series. I'm going to, you know, on account of everyone's talking about with the, the COVID-19 that maybe the planet's going to restore itself because of less pollution. I'm going to recycle my trash and talk about something <laughs> I've talked before about many times before. In fact, on the last episode of the cartoons, here's my first bet.
This is the intro for Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling. Hulk Hogan wishes he had ever had the glorious hair, the glorious mane <laughs> of his cartoon counterpart. He's been clinging onto that skullet for fucking 50 years. <laughs> now, I, I made no um, secret of my two childhood um, idols and life being Hulk Hogan and Pee Wee Herman. As a kid, I loved Pee Wee, but I also fucking loved Hulk Hogan. I loved Hulk Hogan's rock. Hell, uh, I can't speak. Hulk Hogan's rock and wrestling. And then I kind of didn't watch wrestling. And then after WrestleMania six, I got back into it. And of course, I was into Hulk Hogan, who is the man. I'm, I still love Hulkster. If you walk in my office, you see there's two characters you see all over the place: Stay Puft Marshmallow Man and Hulk Hogan. And all his glory. Uh, this show. Was made by Deke and WWF at the time. WWF owns the rights to it. It was on the network until a video came out with him saying some horrible things. Um, oh. They pulled it when they pulled all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, so, um, yeah, that was in 2015. They removed uh, all references to Hulk Hogan, including this show, which was a little overkill. But he's been on the air since. Right, but they just, I guess they haven't added it back. Uh, yeah. So, this show confused me for a few reasons. Why Hulk was always in his wrestling gear and his wrestling belt on the show. Like mm. his championship belt. And why it wasn't... Like, production of the show couldn't keep up with WWE product. So, mm -hmm. the heels and faces, they would do turns and you were confused. Like, Roddy Piper, by the time I watched the show, was a face. But he was the main heel in this show. Andre the Giant was a heel... But he was on the face group, and he didn't wear his singlet. He wore like clothes, and he had long hair. Like there was a lot of confusing things for a kid who didn't understand anything. That's why they really couldn't do this show as a show because the production time took too long. But McMahon's uh, copy um, moved too quickly. Uh, you know, there's other characters like Iron Sheik. All right, you get that. Nikolai Volkov. All right, mm -hmm. he's always a heel. And there are they're just characters who are meant for this. Captain Lou Albano. Hillbilly Jim, but they're like Tito Santana and, and Junkyard Dog, and Junkyard Dog's always wearing his chains. Uh, Superfly Jimmy Snooker was a heel group. He famously killed his girlfriend in Allentown, Pennsylvania. The Allegedly. Hometown. Allegedly. Uh, and he was voiced by Louis Arquette, whose grandson, or son, I forget who it was, would go on to make a horrible movie called Some Wrestling Shit. I don't even remember. It was, uh, Ready to Rumble, right? Oh, uh, yeah. How how do you hate that movie? Oh, it's awful. It's so bad, but I, it was one of the first movies I ever had on DVD. I saw it in the theater. I think I got that and uh, Road Warrior. Mad Max Road Warrior were the first two D DVDs I ever bought. Mine were Ghostbusters and Mallrats. Mm. So I saw Ready to Rumble in the theater at uh, the Garmike 16 across from Coca-Cola Park. Uh, it was fucking awful. The movie was dog shit. <laughs> So um, it's got that awesome opening that I played for you, Jim, Jim Steinman's theme, the Hulk Hogan theme that was Hulk Hogan's entrance music before quite possibly one of the greatest songs ever composed by Rick Derringer, Real American, uh, became Hulk Hogan's theme song, and that's just iconic. Uh, and I also, by the time I watched this, I was I knew Hulk Hogan coming out with the winged eagle belt to Real American, so a lot of this, like, it didn't make sense, you know what I mean? Uh, 
Yeah. So at the giant grocery store, I bought a VHS tape and I'd watch it over and over and over. It had it, two episodes. It had. Um, Is uh, this recently or? No, no. This this was years ago when I was oh, okay. like 10, 9, 10 years old. It had the wrong stuff, uh, which was Hulk Hogan and Nikolai Volkov are sent into space as space astronauts. Cosmonaut. Astronaut. Cosmonaut. <laughs> and it's fucking hysterical. <laughs> and um, there was one called Three Little Hulks, where Hulk's three nephews come to visit and cause trouble for him and his fellow wrestlers. It was a a fun. I don't know. This the show's fun. It, it, they follow like all the tropes of television. Like like they do all the episodes, but they're these wrestlers and we're wrestling gear, and it's fucking hysterical if you <laughs> just sit back and watch how ludicrous it is, and um, how what's sad is how many of these guys are passed away rowdy piper um not iron cheek he's gonna live forever uh, um junkyard dog andre the giant uh i don't know if fabulous mula's passed or not but um the ones that are still alive, they could they could do this shit. Nikolai Volk, I don't, you know, I really don't know Nikolai Volk. Andre, uh, I, the Iron Sheik could be his own show, have his own show. <laughs> He's hysterical. Now it's starting. Tito Santana was at Coca-Cola Park a few years ago. Doug interviewed him. I met him. He's he's got a giant hand. He's he's way he's way bigger than you think a a human being should be. <laughs> and the coolest thing about this was Brad Garrett. Um, from Everybody Loves Raymond, did the voice of Hulk Hogan. It was his first big, uh, uh, like, credited gig. Oh. This aired from September 85 to October 86. He's hook-hand. Yeah. In Rapunzel. Whatever that is. I uh, said... tang- uh, Tangled, the movie uh, about never... Rapunzel. It's a never... Disney film. Never saw it. He plays a... A ruffian that likes to play the piano. You're like, he's hooked at I'm like, sure. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Uh, so they're going to put Mad Maxine in this, but she left WWF before it even came out, so they replaced her with Moolah. And um, let's see. What else notes-wise? As they did those live action wraparounds with Mean Gene and Hulk Hogan. They were pretty good. Sometimes they had other wrestlers. Um, also, if you look at the open, some of the crowd, like following after Hulkster as he walks on the street, they keep f- tripping and falling over themselves and getting, <laughs> really? yeah. Uh, and, and the thing is, uh, even though they're wrestlers, uh, wrestling is rarely ever featured or like a plot device. They're just, oh, they're wrestlers. So it's like wrestling right now. <laughs> oh yeah. So I wanted to talk about that. Yeah. So I heard um, Kevin Smith talking on Babylon that last Friday they did the show without fans. And it was weird on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I didn't watch, but I heard. And, and they, fr- there was barely any wrestling. I saw the week prior our friend Saperka's camera was taken from him by uh, uh, Triple H. I-, I heard, yeah, that he was in the... Man, I'm not, just I'm standing not, there in the shot because he was still on headset, like attached. It's yeah, very awkward. When yeah, I saw his big old fucking shining forehead, sweaty's <laughs> forehead. Imagine any one of us try to take Scott's camera. We worked. I worked with this guy for you worked. We worked with this guy for fucking years before he worked for WWE, but he still worked for us. Nah, nah he still owes it. We still have to see him every time we go to a certain school. 
Uh, but yeah, I saw Sweaty and I saw Triple H stand there with his camera. Uh, I heard they're they're doing WrestleMania at, from the Performance Center without fans. That's gonna be strange. And they're splitting it up over two nights. Mm. And I heard they might pre-tape it too. It won't be live. I mean, it makes sense. Why yeah, go why through not? all the? If no one's gonna see it, right? You can get away with it. Mm-hmm. Go for it. I'm always uh, down for that. AEW, I feel like did it right. Uh, Last night with no crowd. What'd they do? I didn't they see. They used it. a titter van. They just did it in an empty an empty little arena. Um, yeah, but they had Matt and, Hardy re, uh, debuting, right? What's that? Matt Hardy debuted, so people went fucking ape shit. Oh, I didn't finish it yet, but I guess. Um, I guess. Spoilers. <sighs> Thanks. It's all over the freaking news, Squeezer. I avoid that. I thought Hardy done. Just, I thought Matt Hardy just came back as like woke and Matt Hardy at WWE. Oh, I don't, I don't even, that was a while ago. All I know is Jake the Snake's on it now, so I'm a happy boy. Oh, he's on AD, AEW? Yeah. Is he a heel or a face? Oh, he's a heel. He's, he's a he's, fucking he's doing, heel. He's, fucking um, he's only a heel. He only deserves to be. Yeah, he, he does. So he's doing so well. I love seeing him. I'm glad he's got work. I'm glad he's busy. Did you know Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling was the first animated series ever to feature live action segments? Oh, like that, like the mix of live action, yeah. like cutting to like a live action. Yeah. Huh. I guess it's a wrestling thing because the only other one I can think of is uh, Super Mario Bros. Super Show with Lou Romano. Mm-hmm. What about, uh, um, was it Pro Stars? Yeah, that, that was the 90s, though. That was 90s? Yeah. Oh. Hmm. Yeah, we, that was on my last. That was one of my picks from the last show. Go back and I listen to it. I, I went through and I listened to all of them. Yeah, so that's why you pulled Pro, Pro Stars there. Yeah, because I listened. You listen. I do. It takes me about two years, but I listen. All right, here is Mr. Squeezer's next pick. Ladies and gentlemen, Garfield and friends. We're ready, ready to, to party. party. Oh, we're ready to party. We're ready. Yeah. I hope you bring lots of spaghetti. Come on in, come to my place where fun never ends. Come on in, it's time to party with Garfield and friends. Garfield and friends. Uh, it, there's no. I don't know if there's many other shows out there that just are so like just happy Every, no it's just everybody watches show no matter what okay. everybody watch garfield and friends yeah and it, it was it, just but it, it was just very light heart like no the happiest part of the show is the intro garfield was a miserable bastard in the, the he show. was but in the end there was always that moment of that coming together like he could be so shitty to odie and normal the entire time until like he gets that uh begrudging hug at the end and you know he's happy that he's not going to die alone. <laughs> uh, I guess. You, you could assume from it. Because here's the genius of this show. And I don't know how I didn't pick up on this until I was like rewatching them. That, and I knew it. Like you see it all the time. Right. It's part of like in the comics. Because when Garfield talks, it's always a thought bubble. Sure. They never had to worry about animating his mouth. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You never think about all the time and energy that saves. Yeah, they probably when, re- reused cell, uh, reused cells constantly. Oh my god, yeah. 
Like when all the only people you have to worry about is John and his mom and that weird guy at the gym with no waist. Um, yeah, like all, all the your main characters, like yeah, you know, between like your three main characters, you never have to worry about um, animating until you get to um, uh, U.S. Acres. Uh, which is another great little segment. So U.S. Oh, Acres, yeah, there's the side episodes. Like, the side episodes. So it broke down like this. Like, you would have um, two Garfields, uh, U.S. Acres, and then uh, they would have little shorts in there, too. That were basically, like, the comic strip animated. So it's just a quick little, like, punchline or something, or a little joke um, that they would mix in, these little quickies. And, uh... U.S. Acres had um, some, too. So there's uh, 121 episodes, which is a, a damn good run for a cartoon show oh, like yeah, this. It ran seven run, seasons yeah. uh, from uh, 88 to 94. And the way it broke down, uh, since it was uh, two to one, so there were actually 363 Garfield episodes. Um, and then 121 uh, U.S. Acres because there was a new U.S. Uh, acres to go w- with each one. Um, that's a lot of cartoons to make, especially for you know an anthropomorphic cat um, that's lazy and and uh, self-obsessed, but warm-hearted and lovable on the end. Nothing more so than we talked about this before. Uh, the Christmas episode is just tear jerking. Right. Uh, it, it it just goes right to your heart, and I, I just uh, I go back to that ep- that episode all the time. It's it's a work of art. It really is. That should be like a true Christmas tradition. If it isn't, make it one. Um, and of course, Garfield, um, Peter Venkman. Uh, I you can't I can't see it any other way. Um, it's funny. It's like like you think like Garfield. It's like and is synonymous with like Bill Murray. And the fact that it almost like it, it almost like justifies it like or not justifies it like like it was like a stamp of approval that he was the voice of Garfield in the movie. When it's like when Lorenzo music was doing the voice of Garfield that whole time. Well, you know, he was the show. He didn't know what he was doing when he he thought he was doing something on the president Garfield. Are you serious? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love him. He when he agreed to it, he didn't know what he was doing. <laughs> well, the fact that uh, a cast it, that you know producers uh, uh well, you know what? Lorenzo Music is pretty much the uh animated version the animated voice of Bill Murray. So let's get Bill Murray to do the voice of Garfield in the movie. He's genius. But yeah, he's genius. Uh, I, I, I still, I love this show. It's just all the characters, everyone's just likable. Um, and it's just, uh, yeah, you got excited. This was one of those where you would search it out and if, or if it was just random, you know, when you didn't know if, what show is coming on like you're you perked up it was one of those like yeah all their cartoons you're always happy to see one 
but there's if there's certain like tears of excitement uh for me when i hear an, an open uh garfield and friends is at the top of that list as far as the, the last two that you heard gi joe and and it's funny with the gi joe one like i even left in the sumbo marvel little uh yeah at the beginning music chime like i was gonna cut that out and i'm like that's so important but that would have required like you, you to hear that and then that audio drop out and then it picks back up again it just it messes with your emotions as a kid been, like 10 extra minutes of work and why not leave it in no i left it in on purpose <laughs> I, was I took it I... out and i put it back in there's that, more work that's what i would have done though no leave it in f it Anyway, uh, yeah, that's part of it. The The best part about the Garfield uh, show is the junk food it spawned. The junk food? The Garf You never had Garfield and Friends fruit snacks? Did I? I don't know. It just made me want lasagna. <laughs> the fruit snacks were great. They were like, you know those... Um, pure fruit, fruit roll-ups you get. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, absolutely. Oh, you have to remember these. They're like the. They're... I do. I, I I had to. Like, I. Yeah, but the flavor alone was so great. Like I remember these. The they were like the best fruit snacks ever. They were, remember those fruit roll-ups you get at like the supermarket and the singles that were like cellophane wrapped or made of like actual fruit meat, like fruit leather. Yeah. Like that's what these were composed of. It wasn't like the processed. Like halfway between gummy bears, but halfway between trying to be something healthy bullshit. You normally got a fruit snack, and it was so the strawberry ones. Oh, they were so delicious. The Garfield fruit snacks were my favorite. When my mom bought them, I was so excited. They came in like the paper with foil inside packages. Oh, they're so delicious. Uh, And they'd all stick together, and you pull it out as one big ball and chew the whole thing. Because it was natural, you know, they weren't covered in some protectant to keep them from sticking together. <laughs> oh, great pick, Squeeze. Garfield and Frank's always funny. All right, here is my next pick. Squeezer, you are listening to the theme song from the short-lived Karate Kid animated series, I guess you call it? Uh, yeah. Now, I discovered this. So, back when I was in college, there were these weird networks that would um, just, like, post, like, dumps of stuff. And, mm-hmm. and torrents, P2P. And I downloaded... Uh, the Karate Kid animated series one. And I'm not going to lie. We were drinking and smoking weed. Mm-hmm. And we watched not all, I think there was, I think 13 episodes total. Uh, yeah. But um, 
I didn't watch. We, I think we, I mean, we did have them all. You can watch them all now on Hulu and Netflix. I've watched them like a couple of times. Uh, <laughs> so it's Daniel LaRusso uh, and Mr. Miyagi, but um, it's it's kind of like Johnny Quest. <laughs> <laughs> There's no tournament. There's no life issues. They're on uh, adventures and. Um, mm. There's a miniature shrine with magic powers taken from its resting place in Okinawa, and it's up to Miyagi and Daniel to recover it. And together with an Okinawan girl, Taki Tamari, <laughs> voiced by Janice uh, Kawe, the Karataki search the globe and naturally encounter several opportunities to fight their way out of trouble. Now, the episode formula... Um, was pretty simple. Mr. Miyagi obtains a lead on the shrine's location in some exotic corner of the world. Daniel and Taki follow up on it, and the process encounters some villains who have either obtained or are seeking to obtain the shrine for their own evil purposes. After engaging and defeating the villains, Daniel comes within a hair's breadth of retrieving the shrine, only to have it escape from his grasp by some random chance. For example, drifting away after being tied to a bunch of balloons or being swept into the ocean, thus ensuring that the search <laughs> continues into the next episode. Even as kids, after a while, you just get tired of that. Right. Why can't you get it? So, um, this was debuted in September of 1989, and in uh, the first episode, My Brother's Keeper, in South America, a different teenager from Shore Tribe finds the shrine and believes it can give him the confidence and strength to pass his test of manhood. Miyagi shows him that the confidence does not come from the shrine, but within. Daniel works with the boy in a series of physical tests to prepare for warrior's rights. It's not a bad show. I liked it. Uh, Haim Saban was involved in it. Um, okay. Yeah, I, I, I didn't hate it. I, we were a little high, and we watched the whole thing. And the fact that it's all over... Like, you could watch it on Netflix, Hulu, um, or Crackle means that, uh, hold on, wait, I guess it's no longer on either of those, any of those as of May of 2018, but they were at one point on all of them. Because um, it always show up after you watch Cobra Kai. Now, Cobra Kai Season 3, I wonder what that's going to be. I hope it comes out soon. Hmm. Um, it's surprising because I really don't remember this like, I, I never watched it i remember it but my brother and i were not into it at all as kids i did not really pay attention to it till i was in college i, I remember being on and it was just too johnny quest like like yeah yeah, yeah. like well, i was it's surprising so i'm because i'm looking at the time slot at 9 30 and it was going up against slimer and the real ghostbusters yeah, right. Exactly. So, we watched it in syndication, and it was on the uh, USA Cartoon Express. Mm -hmm. That's when I like would be like, oh. And also, you got, at the same time, it would have been going up against Pee Wee. I'm torn. What so, yeah, between Ghostbusters, Pee Wee, and the Karate Kid, uh, you're, not, you're not making it out of the fall. Sorry, like I kids. said, it did fall on because it was an NBC Saturday morning show. It did uh, fall on their sister network. Um, USA cartoon express. Mm. That's where I saw. That's where I watched most of my Mario brother shows and captain. N yeah. And, yeah. yeah. And syndicate. It was all syndication. 
Like first mm-hmm. first run was Saturday morning, but then they hit syndication. Yeah, because I was. Let me think. I'm looking at. I'm looking at this. Here we go. We're halfway in, so it's time to go down this rabbit hole. Um. Ooh, eight o'clock is fucking rough, man. I don't know what to do there. Pup named Scooby Doo, Dink the Little Dinosaur, and Alf Tales. Ooh, wow, that's tough. Then you got 8.30 is Gummy Bears, Muppet Babies, Camp Candy. Again, tough, but Muppet Babies probably went out there. 9 o'clock, Winnie the Pooh, Muppet Babies, Captain N. Yeah, Captain Uh, N. Do I I stick with Muppet Babies or do I go to Captain N? I'm not watching Winnie the Pooh, even though I did. Uh, And Slimer, Pee Wee, Karate Kid. Then Ghostbusters, California Raisins, Smurfs. Beetlejuice, Garfield and Friends, Smurfs. Garfield and Friends is an hour block. Then you get Bugs and Tweety Show, and Alvin and the Chipmunks. Rude Dog and Dweebs. And then uh, NBC gives you Saved by the Bell. And that kind of like like shook you out of it. It's like, ah, live action. The day's I guess the day's underway. Time to go meet the real world, because... There's people on TV now. Hmm. Hmm. That's a good lineup. It's a good Saturday morning right there. It sure is. Back in the day with a big bowl of cereal and your PJs. Mm-hmm. Until your parents said, get the fuck out of the house and go play so we can clean it. You dirty bastards. That's how your mom talked to you, right? That's how my mom talked uh-huh. to me. Yeah. <laughs> No, my dad cleaned the house on Sunday, so we wouldn't have to go to church. Oh, yeah, that's the way to do it. All right, mm-hmm. uh, here is Squeezer's next pick. I have a very special secret. I'm the only one who knows about tiny people living in our walls called the Littles. little bragocious yeah it's uh so this is the littles um it's based off of a book i remember Um, the name the littles but i cannot tell you a thing about it yeah i I just i remember it and i had to dig a little deep oh Um, okay i fucking hated this show yeah continue this show is the worst i still picked i still picked it anyway uh, it's awful. a little, it's a little forced as far as the lessons to be learned. Anyway, this is Haim Saban it's a too. Story. What's that? This is Haim Saban too. Um. Yes. Wait. Is it? Yeah. He did the music. Oh, the music, not not producer. He was a producer but... too. Yeah. Um. I this show was always like early in the morning and second run. I fucking hated it. Yeah. Well. Yeah. It ran from. Uh, 83 to 85. Oh, but over like there's only 29 episodes, so it's like an HBO series or like a Netflix series. It's like uh, like 10 episodes a season for like 10 over the course of 10 years. Um, but uh, 
it's a story about Henry Big, and he is a human 13-year-old boy who uh, only friend is a little turtle named Slick, who clearly one day looks in the air vent while they're fumigating another uh, room in the house and starts gripping balls and starts talking to these little people that are like little mouse people. They're like human, but they have uh, rodent-like uh, characteristics with their buck teeth and tails. And it's a v- rather wholesome uh, kind of show. It, it has positive messages. It's like a little house in the prairie meets, I, I don't know, something inspirational. I always, it, it felt very heavy-handed. Uh, in in its messaging, uh, whereas you know our cartoons like you know GI Joe and He Man had the common courtesy just kind of shove it down your throat for twenty seconds at the end. Um, I I, fe- I feel like this show was on like in syndication at like seven thirty before the shows you wanted to watch were on. You're like, oh, I have to get through the yes. littles. If you woke up early, ah, oh, the littles are on. Fuck. Yeah, Bobby's kinda, World's on. That time, in that you, minutes. you put that on while you were getting your cereal. Or, in my case, my pizza. Um, but, yeah, it's based off the John Peterson books uh, going back to 1967, which is kind of weird when you think about it for a Saturday morning cartoon. Um, so this started getting developed back in, like, 82. And this was one of the first projects by Deke um, before they blew up and started just kind of taking over the animated world for the most part. Well, they realized uh, that this was garbage and they needed to just license everything they possibly could. I'm sorry I'm shitting on Little so bad, but I just remember as a kid, I hated this show. <laughs> yeah. If I would have known you would have hated it as bad, I would have picked it years ago. <laughs> um, but um, th- this was before the um, Saturday morning cartoons were completely taken over by the cartoon commercial, um, by the toy commercial cartoon. Pre-He-Man. Um, Pre-He-Man. Yeah, no, this, this was... This is this post-He-Man, kind of stuff isn't it? Got and, hmm? This is post-He-Man. I thought He-Man was 82. Was it 82? It was in development for a while. I'll tell you when it was. Was He-Man 82? the internet. Uh, 83. It was 80, It was same year. Yeah. Uh, so they're, they're parallel with these. So, so they, but this was a time then, then they probably didn't realize like, it yet is what I'm saying. Yeah. What yeah. What you're saying. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was before everything else was just kind of taken over by the, yes, before you had the GI Joe transformers, Thundercats, basically the action, the action figure really just all out action little boy um violence bonanza um that would be a good part of well for me my saturday mornings it all started with Um, he-man too what's that with him yeah it all started with he-man all started with the he-man um yeah it, it was it was a sweet show um say hi uncle squeezer Oh, hi. Uh, is it going to be Olive? No, Schmuffin's here. Schmuffin? Hi, Schmuffin. Hey, Schmuffin. Welcome hey. back to the show. Say hi. She's just staring at me angrily. Hello. Mm. 
it's waiting. She's waiting for you to die so she can eat your corpse. I know. She's like, I thought this was that's a, what cats do. A pandemic. Why aren't you dead yet? <laughs> I'm hungry. Yes, it's cleanup time. Time to do what I do. Uh, she would love the littles. <laughs> yeah, she would have digested them. Yes, absolutely. Along with uh, 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 Doctor Hunter, um, who was. Uh, no, she would have been like the, the mad scientist who was obsessed with trying to track down these little people. Right, Schmuffin would them. Schmuffin would have been the cat who was obsessed with trying to eat them, but she would have just been foiled every week by my other two idiot cats, Olive and <laughs> Snickerdoodle. <laughs> the the henchmen. Right. Uh, <laughs> They'd foil her every week. Sorry, Schmuffin. Sorry, you have two idiot sisters, sister cats. Olive's not too stupid. Snickerdoodle is really stupid. But the stupider they are, the cuter they are. I'll tell you that much. Aw. She, so she's like the like the Don Carnegie of the group. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 Right, Schmoffers? Come here. Are you coming up on my lap? Or are you just going to stare at me like you want to eat my face off? Come on. There you go. Say hi to all the, She's on the lap now. Say hi to all the Rad Ears listeners. They saw they got to see Snickerdoodle for the first time during the Dropkick Murphys concert. I I, I want to go to I want to attend all concerts like that. <laughs> for someone who doesn't like leaving his house, this is okay. <laughs> Did you watch the Dropkick Murphys show? No, no, I was asleep by then. I think it's seven o'clock. <laughs> uh. If it would have been Elsa and the, the other sister in concert, you probably would have had to watch Tuesday? it, right? Oh, I was definitely watching that since that dropped. Yeah, that's been a constant. No, I'm just saying, like, if, if they were in concert, you would have had to watch that live. Oh, yeah. Well, they, I mean, pretty much are. the whole the, Their songs, you know. Are you in agreement with me, finally, how bad that movie is? No, it's not that bad. Frozen 2? It's awful. It's not that bad. It's fine. It there's, is what it is. There's no structure to it. It's a cartoon about two princesses, one of them who is ba- it's basically the fifth element. Yeah. Right. And that's what I told you. I was the first yeah. one who said the fifth. I'm like, it's the fifth yeah. element. And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, all right. They robbed it. They don't have a problem with that. But it's a bad version of the fifth element. Element. Listen, I watched Toy Story 4 the other day. Fifth element, but... That is a heartfelt, wonderful, funny touching story and that's a cartoon so you just cannot say that frozen 2 it's a cartoon so you take it for what it is i never no no that's not what i'm saying it it's not meant for you was toy story 4 meant for me yes (laughs) so pixar is meant for people with a brain you're saying my children don't have brains not fully developed. Uh, that's scientifically true. Are any of ours truly developed? <laughs> that's true. Got me there. <laughs> right, Swaffman? Daddy's got an undeveloped brain, doesn't he? He's an idiot. No, but yeah. I, oh, God. I did not like Frozen 2 whatsoever. Well, yeah, you, you shouldn't. I guess you're right. I shouldn't like it. It was just a bunch of set. I I, I grant it was just a bunch of set pieces that were kind of uh, forced together. Right. You know what? Sometimes I'm okay with that. 
If they would have let the fucking blonde come out of the closet, it may get maybe get a little more interesting, but ah, uh, just force that down. No, no, she's elemental. She's no room for that. Yeah, I guess. But Lilu fell in love with uh, um, what the fuck's his name? Lilu Motepas. I can't remember. He's got the greatest name too. What's Bruce Willis's name in Fifth Element? Oh fuck! I don't remember. Because when I'm watching, I'm usually and it's on the TV in the break room, very loud. Oh, Corbin, no. Um. Yeah. Hold on, IMDb. Right now, someone's screaming at us. Corbin Dallas. It. it is Corbin. It's Corbin Dallas. Yeah, yeah. Corbin Dallas. Ah, oh, it's such a great movie. I love Fifth Element. Oh, that's good. One of my favorite movies. Anything with Gary Oldman, I'm happy. Lilu, Montepas. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, continue. Mm-hmm. Are we talk? We're talking a little still. Are we? I thought we were on your pick. No, we're on the littles. We can go to my pick. Okay. We can go to your pick. My next pick is a weird one. So this show took what I thought was a really cool toy I had that was about the size of me and made him into a giant fucking pussy. (laughs) (laughs) This show is awful. I broke my Brave Star. What do you mean? The leg joint broke inside. His left leg's all loopy now. Aw, what the hell? I was just kind of sitting while we were saying, I was sitting there just holding him, playing with him, like, oh, Brave Star. I broke his leg. Ah, what the hell? What the hell? Sorry, go ahead. My pet monster. I'm sad now. So I had a My Pet Monster. He was a product of American Greetings, uh, that uh, Hallmark company had a lot of toys back in the day in the 80s. Um, there was a, like, so here's just the history of the My Pet Monster toy. Mm-hmm. He was like a grotesque teddy bear for toys. Uh, he came out in 1986. And uh, 1985, you know, people were buying Teddy Rupskins, Rups, Ruxpins, mm-hmm. Cabbage Patch Kids, My Buddies, uh, it was your, you know, your your buy a friend, you know, latchkey kid. You buy him a friend. Yeah, you, yeah. They don't need to have friends of their own. They can buy him a friend. But then there's Masters of the Universe slime pits coming out, Mad Balls, Bed Bugs. Like kids love gross shit back then, and they do now too. Mm-hmm. With what we saw at uh, Toy Fair. So yeah. uh, my pet monster comes out. He's got the big. Uh, 
big old uh, like uh, fucking warded cock nose. The uh, uh, like an elf nose. Yeah, I guess, but he's it's hard in plastic on the toy. <laughs> he's giant too. This thing is fucking huge. It's like I just used him as like an opponent to wrestle with at some point. Like, like the bed buddies were great. Like Hulk did Hogan. Did you ever win? Uh no, I did a job or two. Mm. But he did the he had to do the job every once in a while. So, um, monster, my pet monster. He's got the fangs, the blue fur, the breakable neon orange handcuffs. And like the gold uh, that that would eventually wear off on his claws and feet, and um, which would make its way into your pores. Sure, well, I don't know what product that was, but he was a big old bastard. I think it was lead. Sure, it might have been. Yeah, you know, back then lead was okay. Let you took a lead pill every day to grow up strong and healthy like your parents. Yeah. <laughs> So there was a direct-to-video film, which I rented a few times. And it was kind of stupid. and But then they had this, the cartoon, which was, which was fucking awful. <laughs> so it's, it's Max and his monster are, are followed by their neighbor, Mr. Hinkle, who constantly suspects Max is hiding something, which, of course, is um, the, the monster. And then there's uh, Beaster, which is the hench monster trying to bring back the escaped my pet monster to Monsterland. Um, of course, there's always the tropes. Max and the monster get trapped in Monsterland. He has and like they make him so like so he's a big like Tasmanian devil character as he eats garbage and he's like a big goofball. But they make him too lovable and stupid to like really like. Oh, you're ruining my pet monster from me. Like, he's a golden book. Like, my pet monster's supposed to eat my fucking bully at school and uh, and spit up his bones. He's not supposed to, you know, write me a valentine. <laughs> Fuck. Hmm. So, uh, I, apparently, the my I must have the 26-inch version because I read that my pet monsters were released in 16-inch, 22-inch, and 26-inch versions. And my the guy I had was fucking huge yeah i never i never had him my uh friend up the street had him and he must have had the 16 inch one because i was never it was cool but it wasn't like the most impressive thing okay they re-released some like other versions of him too like a football and a bit like different different versions of the monster so there's a whole bunch of different shit but to get like a really good quality my pet monster probably the 26 inch version now it's probably um you're gonna pay a pretty penny, and 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 the the Toy Max re-release is so stupid. He looks like a fucking goober. He doesn't look nearly as fucking pissed off and gruesome as the original one that I had. But you know, nice. them's a break. So if these are on YouTube, go back and watch it, and you'll realize how fucking stupid it is. Uh, but I oh yeah, he looks like a goober. Yeah, exactly. He looks like he's you know. Like he's got a big dumb smile. Right, and they like shrank his like horrible monster features down. Like, what's the point of having a pet monster? Yeah, like he... where's the scowl? Is he not? They're like, eat? oh, we we got this my pet monster. He's this monster he got chained up for a kid's toy, but he's scary. So let's make him nice now. Yeah, that's what the cartoon did too. That's why it was kind of like self defeated. Yeah. So it didn't work for me. But yeah, I digress. Squeezer, here is your next. If I play it. There you go. Oh, 
That's mine. Yeah. Here's yours. What a great song. There's a whole other whole other verse yet. Okay. I forgot. Do you want to hear more? How do you not so everyone, you have to be air drumming to this while you're listening to it. I air drum the entire song while you're playing it. I can't help myself. It's so good. I need a band to come out and cover it. I need, I need that. I need this like. I need this playing on the on the TV down the hall for me, on that top forty or whatever it is. I want to hear this again. All right. It's so catchy. I agree. I guarantee. This is. I'm glad that. This is going to be stuck in all your heads. There's no way you can't just mm-hmm. not sing this song. It's so much fun and catchy. I didn't mean to have that upward inflection on it. I had to burp. Um, Denver the Last Dinosaur um, ran from 1988 uh, to 1988. Uh, it was, um, somehow, though, in like in three months, they just crammed it all in. And uh, you got uh, somehow they combine. Uh, well, I guess it was produced in eight. It ran for two seasons, eighty-eight to eighty-nine. There were fifty episodes, uh, and this is coming off the heels of the whole dinosaur land before time uh, fad, um, and it didn't fare well at the end because there was a, a big taper off. Like there was so much going on especially like in 89 90 like because you had at that point now you're competing with uh ninja turtles and gi joe's coming back around um and you got now batman and dick tracy hulk hogan peewee herman it's got a lot more uh to compete with so it started off strong um Coming off of uh, Littlefoot's tail, eh, get it? Um, but uh, then it, it tapered off, and um, yeah, it, it got it got bagged. It only lasted two seasons. There was, but there was only so much you can do with them because Denver is a lovable, huggable, like adorable uh, Corythosaurus. Uh, is that did I pronounce that right? Corythosaurus. Sure. You're talking to me. Uh, what? One of those plant-eaten ones with the little fin on his head kind of thing. And the sunglasses. Um, I believe the sunglasses is part of taxonomy. Uh, and he's kind of like a cross between... If I if I had to like 
describe him. It's like Slimer meets Scooby-Doo. Like, he had that, that, that Scooby-Doo kind of um, interaction. You know, like, he, had, uh, uh, he can understand what everyone's saying, and he had the mannerisms that he could project that they could get what he wanted. But then he had right. the squeaky voice of, like, uh, Slimer. Yeah, um, it's probably the same actor. Yeah. No, I, I double-checked. It was um, uh, Pat Fraley, um, who was the voice of Krang um, and uh, Casey Jones in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. A uh, lot of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, the one character, Mario, uh, he was voiced uh, by... Uh, who the hell did the voice of Mario... Uh, oh, Cam Clark, who was uh, the voice on, uh, he was Leonardo and Rocksteady on Ninja Turtles. And uh, there were a couple guys. Um, uh, Rob Paulson, uh, uh, who was also uh, Raphael and Donatello on Ninja Turtles. What's that? Rob Paulson's Wacko. Yes, and Ro- Wacko, yes. Rob Paulson walked past me. Uh I mean, you know the guys, but I don't know if you knew the faces. We were at uh, RetroCon, and he walked past, and I grabbed you. I go, do you know who that was? You're like, an old guy? I'm like, that was my I did not say an old guy. <laughs> I think you were like, my daughter's running away with a toy. I got to go catch her. Yeah, I was like, oh, was that's like, expensive. That's, that's Rob. a $70 Transformer. That's in a Rob Paulson. Um, which makes me, again, again, this episode makes me want to go back and do that. I would love to do that boy. Like pay homage to these guys that made our childhood um, and how involved they were. But so as I was watching a couple episodes of Denver, the last dinosaur, um, two things hit me. One, it really felt like I was watching a Ninja Turtles um, because the entire cast is just made up of Ninja Turtles. And two, it's, it shouldn't be Denver, the last dinosaur. It should be, um, a bunch of teenage kids doing stuff, and by the way, they have a dinosaur that is involved in a few of their antics. It's way too uh, supporting cast. Like it, it follows the kids because you can write for them and provide dialogue for them and have them carry a story. And then Denver is kind of just the catalyst. Um, and, and the purpose behind everything, but he doesn't get enough screen time. Is the one thing that I noticed that that kind of bothered me. I'm like, I want more Denver. And I want, I just want the opening. I just want to watch like the the opening credits again and just watch Denver rock out on one of those sweet V guitars. Um, yeah, that was my takeaway. Oh, the and then my third takeaway was, um, all the bad guys are adults. That's really all it takes in this show uh, to be a villain is, oh, you're just an adult trying to put food on the table. Sure, you might be trying to, you know, uh, you know, exploit a dinosaur from, you know, the past and make him work in your rock show. But, hey, you got crew to feed, you know? If he can shred, he shreds. He's in the band. (laughs) Nice. So, you know, I'm not going to uh, poo-poo on a shredding dinosaur. No. no. Uh, I, I love Denver. And, I, again, this is one of those – I didn't watch a whole lot of it, but 
I would I would purposely just tune in just to watch like the beginning because I love the theme song so much. And it's one of those that you just go through life and you just, you know, break into random songs. And Denver, The Last Dinosaur is definitely one of those theme songs that kind of just carry with you. And I hope, I hope that um, by playing that today that it, it sticks in your head and you carry it with you as well. It's, it's like a, it's like a, like a disease. <laughs> but not one of those sad diseases like we're, we're living with now, like a fun venereal disease that was fun to get, but you still take with you. So my uh, friend Tommy and I, when we uh, we had a house together out of college, and our friend Dina would come over all the time, and we'd get drunk. We'd just make – I love Dina. She's great. She was a beautiful woman, uh, wonderful woman, but we, we picked on her so much, and she just she just like laughed it off because she just knew it was just all fun. We had uh, – we would sing, we'd get drunk and sing Dina the Last Dinosaur. Dina, I Dina. The la- yeah, you know Dina. Dina the Last Dinosaur. <laughs> and she's like, ha ha, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, what are you even saying? Um, but yeah, Tommy and I would sing that all the time. We're idiots. So here is my next pick. Uh, Galaxy High. I wrote about this twice on my old website years ago, hypner.com. It was like only like we did it was with Dina actually and uh, a certain woman who works for a certain major league baseball team now. We did the show called Stuck in the Valley on my <laughs> uh, website. You could probably still find it. I'm not going to tell you where to look. But then my website, hypner, H-Y-P-N-E-R-D.com. I had a blog and I wrote about uh, Galaxy High and how fucking weird it was. And Christopher Columbus, the director, was one of the creators and writers of this. No shit. Oh, yeah. So it premiered in 1986. Um, Chris and I watched it uh, a lot of the time. Don Felder did that awesome... uh, uh, Awesome... Theme music, but mm-hmm. I remember Chris and I watched it constantly on Sci Fi Channel's Cartoon Quest because they replay it all the time. It's the basic synopsis are two Earth teenagers are accepted to the intergalactic high school Galaxy High on the asteroid Flutor. There's a super popular teenage boy Doyle who was an athlete and like the, the hero, and there was a teenage girl Amy who is shy. And uh, the smartest girl in the school, but she wasn't popular at all. But when they get to Galaxy High, roles reverse. Would you believe it? 
No, what? So the alien teenagers accept the not-so-popular Amy. Why Doyle tends to rub the aliens the wrong way. Life lessons. Yeah. He uh, himself is now an outcast and difficult uh, has difficulties adjusting, but Amy doesn't abandon him and makes friends with him and tries to help him fit in and uh, bring glory to Galaxy High through the excellence of his sporting hmm. abilities. He uh, wins the championship in Psy-Hockey. Psy-Hockey. Ah. Um... Because it's the future. Right. And also because they're the only uh, humans or Terrans on the planet. There's oh, they of... refer to them as Terrans? Okay. No, no. I'm just I'm referring to them as Terrans. Oh. Okay. Um, there is kind of a budding romance. Well, they won't they Sam and Diane thing going on with them. But uh, it's never given time to grow. It's always Sam and Diane or Jim and Pam. They never get to that next level. It's a good show. It should have it should have lasted longer. It's pretty fun. It's a little. Uh, I'm little... trying to remember. I'm going through pictures. Like, I... hmm. I think Chris and I watched most of this on Sci-Fi, but I do remember. Yeah. I do remember because it, it was on the. I believe it was on the same network as. Um, when Pee-wee. did it originally run? Eighty-six. It was. It was right. Right before Pee-wee. Okay. All right, so yeah, eighty-seven. Yeah, I wouldn't have probably seen this first time around. I was four. Huh? Chris was five, six. We watched. I just remember being on Pee Wee. And but I like when it came on Sci-Fi. That's when we saw it the most. We were just rewatched it over and over. All like I don't know, fifteen or so episodes. I think uh, thirteen. Yeah, just like Karate Kid, thirteen episodes. I picked a lot of winners tonight. I think the the budget on the show was pretty big too because there was a lot of uh, high quality fancy animation. Um, yeah, it looks really nice. Yeah, it's it's beautiful. Um, all right. So, do we want to pick squeezers next, or oh. talk about squeezers? Last pick. Here it is. Welcome to Video Land. Wake up, Kid Icarus. Welcome to Castle Deep. It's Congo Land. My brain will catch you, little princess. Princess, the palace is under siege. Behold, the ultimate warp zone. Great intro. Mm-hmm. It's just that just that right level of exposition. Like they don't tell you everything, but y- you get it. Mm-hmm. You get it just by watching. Um, although you could call in the question, why is Mega Man green? Uh, and why does he talk like an idiot too? Me, Mega Man. Me, crazy. Yeah, I. Yeah, I don't. I. The Me- Actually, I gotta remember the Mega Man series. That was fun. 
I don't know. Like if when I... he had his own standalone. Did he? Yeah, I enjoyed it. I don't know if I ever watched uh, the Mega Man series. I think it came down a little bit later. When did I, that? I'll run? tell you what. I hated the Mega Man sh- fucking game. I it was so much fun, but I sucked at it. Oh, I loved it. Oh yeah, Mega Man series that came out uh, in '94. Oh yeah, I don't remember Mega uh, Man at all. I I really that was a really good show. Uh, definitely, like if this Mega Man was in with Captain N, like like was this anime? Or, like, how, what anime? It was. It was um, Ruby Spears. Yes, it was. It was Japanese and American Ruby Spears. So, oh, look at that. It's kind of is. It kind of wasn't. It was TV it was Tokyo. Kind of mixy. Like it wasn't like they didn't hang on him like for like thirty seconds with like a like a frozen still, and then like they they have like sweat just pouring off him going ah. Where did this air in the states? I don't even remember this. Hey man. USA maybe. Uh, Fox Family. Oh. And it was first run syndication in the U.S. How do I yeah, not, not remember this? I do not remember this whatsoever. It was a good show, but if that Mega Man was on uh, Captain N, it wouldn't have been Captain N and uh, Simon kind of vying for that, you know leadership role of the game mega Simon man, was a leader he was a big giant been. pussy in fact the, the mega man on captain n was more of a man than simon he was just a giant like vain pussy yeah but he, he was the one like he saw himself he saw himself role. yeah as a leader yes which yes. i also hated because i thought i loved the fucking castlevania games and castlevania, i thought yeah they kind of made him look like a simon man. belmont was a badass not a fucking giant uh, um uh, I still, you know what? I got all of some time since I'm stuck at home because he won't let me come in the Um I do want to watch that Castlevania series. I hear it's supposed to be awesome. Oh yeah, the Magnus. Maybe I'll watch it with the kids. They like cartoons. Yeah, it's a horror Magna series. Yes, it's perfect. For Daddy, children. what's that coming out of his head? That's his brain, honey. <laughs> um, lots of questions. And that's where Captain N got me because I was I've been thinking about this lately. And I know I talked about it before, I think on one of the Nintendo shows, but two things happen. When I when I think Saturday morning cartoons, this is one of those default ones that just kinda pops in my head. Like I just this one's just always there. I remember it. Uh um what's the word I'm looking for? Pleasantly? God, I suck at the English talking. Um, I think I don't write. Um, but yeah, I was uh, been retelling the story of both, uh, like I said, the Princess Peach and um, Princess Zelda and um, the little boy from the woods, Link. Because um, uh, she has my old bed sheet, that old Super Mario Brothers Legend Zelda bed sheet. Mm-hmm. So she asked me all about them. So I have to go through and explain, you know, who all these characters are. And that's what Ex- it's explain why you're so cheap. You won't even buy her new bed sheets. I'm honored. <laughs> she's using a uh, what year? Was thirty that? year old bed sheet. Eighty. No, a thirty three year old bed sheet. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Daddy. Um, why are you a cheap ass? Well, honey. <laughs> Because I want you to not have to be in crippling debt when you go to college. Yes. 
Go to college. I want want you to not be in crippling debt when you go to trade school to be a plumber. Yes. Yes. And then you you could earn an income and a retirement to put daddy in a nice home where they don't diddle you as much. Oh, sorry. What's the fun in that? As much, I said. I can't wait to go to a nursing home. Oh, that's going to be great because we're just going to play video games. Yeah, probably. Now we'll, it's all we'll, sad because crochet looks very depressing. No, we'll be in that. We'll be in that uh, Black Mirror series, that uh, San Bernardino or whatever it is, where you go back into like the '80s and just it's like they like shut your brain off and they they teleport mm. you to that place. You never watched Black Mirror, have you? Oh, it's on. It's it's on my very top of I can't wait to watch this because I like this kind of shit. Yeah, you'll like it. There's this episode that's called like Sand Something. It's oh fuck. Mm-hmm. It, it's like it's really cool. And it, that's what I that's what I'm hoping for by the time I'm that age. I don't care if they diddle me as long as my brain's there, I'm happy. That's well, your brain's already there. That's the thing. Yeah, true. Yeah, you're not. It's not that far off. No. Um, yeah, so uh, Captain N, it's the story of uh, Kevin, uh, who gets sucked into his TV, um, and then, you know, has to save uh, Video Land uh, from Mother Brain and her uh, squadron of incompetent nincompoops like King Hippo, uh, the Eggplant Wizard, and uh, Dr. Wily. Of Mega Man fame occasionally shows up. You got other characters that occasionally pop in, um, uh, like usually like the counterparts to your um, heroes. Heroes. So you get like Medusa pops up, um, and like Doctor Wily. I love the one where uh, Zelda, Princess Zelda, and Luke Link are in it, and Zelda's like attracted to Captain N, and he's jealous. Yes. Yeah, yeah, they they had a couple crossover episodes there, which was kind of was pretty cool. Made it feel bigger, like it was like that was wow, Marvel Marvel Universe, yeah. Well, now Marvel Universe (laughs) was established on Captain N. Right, Marvel didn't rip off their own comic books. (laughs) No, no, no. They're like, hey, you know what? On this one episode of Captain N, uh, Zelda and Link cross over into that. We should do that with all our. uh, That's what did it. There it is. A good idea. What if that really was the case? Can I tell you, by the way, Kevin, Kevin Foggy was just a huge Captain N fan. Yeah. Um, I watched. I, I mentioned earlier, just to th- just to throw away that I watched uh, Toy Story Four. Uh-huh. Uh huh. It is fucking awesome. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Like, come on, man. Are you guys that smart? Are, it's not fucking fair. No, it yeah. They basically rebooted it with a whole new cast of characters that are brilliant, insightful, genius, funny. Mm-hmm. And it's like Woody's now with this guy, these guys, and and their story and their journey. Any pots of Ghostbusters is Bo Peep and Keen. Bo Peep, bad. Those are my favorite characters. Yeah, Buddy and Ducky. I even bought her the goddamn. Uh, Christmas tree ornament when I saw that. I, I got Enchantress the Pops. Um but like their eyes are like when they, when they're, they're doing that whole like scenario like mm-hmm. that like beating that joke to death of Yeah. <laughs> Did we talk about this last week on the show? No. 
We didn't. We I, just talked about this in person. How like the the yeah, we talked about it in person. Yeah, that bit is so it's genius. Me, and I don't. I don't when I you know, genius. Yes, but like it, it's very much my sense of humor. Just the timing of it. it just, yeah, yeah, dr- very drawn out. <laughs> very drawn out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I can't not laugh. Uh, every time. Oh, and they so revisit funny. it. Again, they're like, we know what to do here. Yeah, oh, it's great. Um, no, yeah, they absolutely killed it. And to have the balls to end it like they do, you know? Yeah. It just, it, that it takes a certain sense of... Uh, I, I remember uh, back in the day, they did Toy Story, and then they did Toy Story 2. They're like, ah, do they need this sequel for this in Toy Story 2's Genius? And then mm-hmm. you heard, like, years later, they're doing Toy Story 3, and you're like, oh, why are they doing that? They don't need it. And Toy Story 3 is poignant and breaks your heart and is fucking brilliant. I still can't watch the end of that movie. I know. And then you're like, oh, they're doing a fourth? What the fuck? Are they trying to milk this to death? But it's it's like they can't – like, they're not rehashing anything. It's, no, they have a story to tell. Yeah, they, they do. They do. So if there if I hear like Toy Story five, I'm like bring it on. Let's I want to hear more of what. Well, I hear it. They they say they're done, but no, I think there's still um, there are people that sit in a boardroom at Disney that go nah. No, no, I I want more Duke Kaboom. I'm saying nah. I want more. Oh yeah, no, I'm fine with that. Like I think you can get away without. Um, I think I think everyone's established enough that sure people will be upset, but. You you can have a Toy Story without Woody and Buzz. That yeah. world's been established. Yeah. But 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 it wouldn't be the Tim same. Allen and Buzz they, were they could they could be um like tertiary characters. You know what's funny? Tim Tim Allen was barely he was tertiary in this movie. He was barely barely in it. But he was at his best with the whole listening to my inner voice thing. It was hysterical. Oh yeah. Like he was like he was barely in it. He was barely. It was very much a Woody story, mm-hmm. which they kind of all are. But I don't know it was great. I love it. I loved every second of it. It was. It kept. It, it was just great. It was really good. Yeah. And so I just wanted to, to sidebar on that and uh, set up my last pick. So we wind this show down. For some reason, whenever they make a kids version of a show, it's always like money. Mm-hmm. Like a pup named Scooby Doo is great. Yep. And Flintstone Kids was fucking fantastic. 
And there was like a show within a show. So they did the, uh, the kids would all get together. They didn't want to miss Captain Caveman and Son. And then that would like be part of the show. Yeah. And I'll, I'm going to be honest. I never. I don't think I ever watched this shit in first run on, on Saturday mornings. I watched 99% of this while I was staying up all night uh, get it, waiting to get an MRI uh, on, on Cartoon Network. Because <laughs> <laughs> they re-aired the hell out of this on Cartoon Network. And it was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was the Flintstones. I, I do re- I do remember watching the originals. I... Yeah, it was 86, 88, so we probably did, but we're, you know. Yeah. Uh, and I probably did, but I remember most of my watching it from uh, being on Cartoon Network because they aired it constantly. Uh, so you had the, the Flintstone Kids, the Dino's Dilemmas, which were um the little dino uh the captain caveman and son which was hysterical sometimes i feel like my dad you know he's kind of all over the place <laughs> and i'm just like the voice of reason rarity uh but it, i liked how they did it. it was like a show within a show how the kids all got together and had to watch it and, and they always broke the fourth wall uh the flintstone funnies uh only lasted the one season which was Freddie, Barney, Wilma, and Betty dream of uh, exciting fantasy adventures, kind of like Muppet Babies. That's where they all okay. kind of took this from. Um, oh, the whole kid thing? Yeah. That's a formula that works. It worked really well. That's what I'm saying, Muppet Babies. I, I, really, I really think it stands on its own aside from... I, I, if you told me, hey, you got to watch Flintstone Kids or Flintstones, I'm probably going to pick watch Flintstone, Flintstone Kids. Kids. Same with Pup Named Scooby-Doo. And same with Muppet Babies. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it was Hanna-Barbera made it. It uh, was on ABC. Uh, it was week. It was a Saturday morning first run and then weekday run on the futuristic world of a uh, fantastic world of Hanna-Barbera. Uh, probably I, that's where I probably first saw it. But then it, it aired on Cartoon Network and... Um, yeah, it was on uh, – before Fox had their own lineup, Fox ran uh, the futurist – the fantastic world of Hanna-Barbera during week na- weekdays. Fox 29 in Philadelphia. And that was uh, uh, Super Ted, uh, New Adventures of Johnny Quest, Paddington Bear, Paw Paws. Richie Rich, The Pirates oh, of Dark Water, it. Sky Commanders, The Snorks, Swat Kids, The Radical Squadron, Two Stupid Dogs, Yogi's Treasure Hunt, Yo Yogi, Young Robin Hood, The Adventures of Don Coyote and Sancho Panda, Fantastic Max. All good shows. Um, but that's all. I don't really have much to say. That's why I had last. It's just it's Flintstones, but with the formula that turned up on side its head. That um, it's the kids doing chores, and they they found out all new ways to use dinosaurs, like the remote. They press a button, a little bird flies out and goes and hits the television, which is just great. It's great fun stuff. So yeah, I love that Flintstones technology kind of like it had to have been fun. That was someone's job just coming up with that. Yeah, the writers' room would just it's say writers, okay, but like you know, there there has to be like like all right, let's uh, everyone. Come like, up with some uh, like who's got what this shit. week, right? Yeah, how do we make dinosaurs new? Look at an appliance and figure out how a dinosaur can do it. Yeah. 
But um, it's a living. It's a living. That's all we have this week. We will be back next week, next probably Monday through Friday. I can't guarantee it, but we probably will be because we really want to get this. Yo, I got some work to do this weekend, but we've got nothing else to do but to entertain. You know, just raise two kids. You know, get a house ready to sell. Motherfucker, from nine to five, going to happen anytime soon. From nine to five, you're mine. Oh yeah, yeah. You're 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 my Kool Aid. All right, you you tell her that. <laughs> tell who that? There's three hers to tell that to. Which one do I tell? Uh, the the one that a straight punch will uh, Johnny Cage you right in the nuts. <laughs> That's what I figured. Uh, anyway, um, so we're gonna attempt to do a show Monday through Friday live. Uh, we can't guarantee it, but just stay tuned to RadYears.com and our instagram and our twitter for more information um we'll definitely be back next week with another episode if we're not doing it monday through friday but i'm assuming we'll be doing that you'll see more video content i'm gonna post more stuff from that we shot so much stuff at uh, toy fair i'm gonna start cutting it down and getting it up uh i've got more stuff to shoot on my own um there'll be more youtube content there might be more blogs from me there probably might not be but might be some blogs from squeezer we don't know, mm-hmm. but we will keep you uh, entertained as much as we can during this quarantine. And you just remember to wash your hands, remain six feet apart, social distance, because that's important. Don't think it's a joke. And wash your hands and stay safe, everybody. Right, Squeeze? Yeah, right. <laughs> Fortunately, the beer distributors are still open around here. Yeah, yeah, same here. They, they shut down... Literally, it was the quote was all non-life supporting businesses and beer distributors, or uh, or all life supporting businesses may remain open along with beer distributors. Right. Well, they have the trucks and infrastructure to get water to people if they need to. Sure, that's why, not because the state takes a massive cut. Yeah. (laughs) I will. It's it's like reverse prohibition. It's like you're not allowed to do anything else but drink now. I mean, what else is there to do? We'll see you Monday, everybody. Hopefully, we love you. Stay safe.